Welcome to Advocacy Watch, the monthly advocacy episode of A Matter of Faith, a Presby podcast. We are brought to you by the Office of Public Witness and the Presbyterian Ministry at the United Nations. Without further ado, let's dive into today's advocacy updates. Hi, we'd like to welcome you to Advocacy Watch 2023. As we come together to talk about Ecumenical Advocacy Days this year, this is a um, an event that's been going on for at least the last decade, and we would like to give you some information on it. We have with us today with the Office of Public Witness, Catherine Gordon, and also our YAB for this year, Lucy McDormand. And so we're excited to have this conversation with you. So we will ask our first question will be, um, Catherine, could you tell us a little bit, what is EAD? What does that stand for? Um, when will it be held and what format will it be in? So Ecumenical Advocacy Days is one of the largest um, Christian advocacy events in D.C. And we bring in, you know, um, we have brought in up to a thousand um, advocates um, to come up, um, do workshops, listen to um amazing plenary speakers, and then it all leads up to um, a day of visits on the Hill with your representatives. And this year's theme is um, Swords into Plowshares, Achieving Enough for All and Pursuing Peace. And we're going to be focusing on hunger and militarism and the intersection between those two. It's going to be April 25th to 27th. Um, April 25th to 27th, and it's a virtual event. We're hoping hoping that this will be the last time that it's virtual, but we have a really good platform and it makes it interactive. So hopefully, I know people have really valued in the past um, the community of EAD and you know being together with all the, the activists in one place. Um, but hopefully the, this virtual experience will be that way for you this year. I think it was last year. And um, and yeah, so we're looking forward to a really exciting, exciting event. Thank you. And we know that this is not merely a Presbyterian event. Can you give us a little of the background about our ecumenical and interfaith partners? Yeah, so we actually, we were one of the founding members. It started off very small um, with about five members over a decade ago. And the Presbyterians were one of the founding members of, of EAD. And it's grown to like incorporate the Methodists, the Episcopalians, the Lutherans, um, and also like ecumenical groups like National Council of Churches and Church World Service. But I'm happy to say that Presbyterians usually, well, and, and in the past maybe seven to eight years are the largest um, number, make up the largest number of attendees, usually around a quarter, um, a, a quarter to a third of the conference are Presbyterians. So if you join us, you'll be able to, um, to interact with other Presbyterian activists and also, um, also your ecumenical colleagues. Um, we, there are, um, times for people to when you do your hill visits, there are times where you can you will meet with your um, fellow activists from your district and from your state. So um, you will have times where you can meet um, um, ecumenical partners and Presbyterians from from where you're from. And Lucy. Not only are you a young adult volunteer for the Washington Office of Public Witness, but you have attended EAD. Could you tell us a little bit about your experience? Yeah, I actually attended EAD before I worked for the Washington office. So it's not something you have to be 
you know, and super duper involved to do. I was actually able to apply for and receive a scholarship. So I was able to attend DAD for free uh, from my house, which is one of the benefits that there is about having an an in-person virtual event is that you don't have to worry about getting a flight to Washington or anything. So it's a very easy event to check out. Um, And I was able to meet other Presbyterians and attend a lot of the workshops and the plenaries and hear a lot from different speakers over a few days. Um, So that was a great event for me to attend. Great, great, great. And, And Catherine, go ahead. Yeah, and I was just going to jump on to tell you that we have a lot of Presbyterian leadership in EAD this year. Um, We have um, Susan Craybill from Presbyterian Disaster Assistance is leading a workshop on asylum and asylum seekers. Um, Let's see if I can pull that name of that up. Um, In Search of Safety, the Shrinking Asylum Space and Challenges for Asylum Seekers at the U.S.-Mexico border, which is especially timely given the events, the recent events on the border, um, really tragic. Um, And then we also have Jed Cobal, our mission coworker and joining Hands Against Hunger person in Peru, who's going to participate in the, the workshop on Peru and the situation there. And um, Carlos Ham, who's the head of the um, the Presbyterian Seminary in Matanzas, Cuba, will speak on um, the the Cuba in the Cuba um, workshop, which I personally will be leading that Cuba workshop. And um, Sarah Hinken, who's our uh, mission coworker in Colombia, is going to be speaking on the the workshop on Colombia. So we have a and then. Um, Last but not least, Carl Horton will be moderating the plenary on militarism and hunger, and that he's the head of our Presbyterian peacemaking program. And that panel is is going to be pretty amazing. We have Aisha Juman, who's um, um, executive director of the Yemeni Relief Program, and she's amazing. She's spoken on some of our webinars. Um, She she does direct, she works in Yemen with relief programs, um, particularly in terms of women and children. And and then we also have a speaker um, to speak on Korea and um, the the militarism there and how that's affecting um, um, issues around hunger in North Korea and uh, an African bishop. So we, with that, that, um, that plenary of, of panel will, will be amazing. And we, then we also have um, a plenary on hunger issues. And each, each day, I think the first day is going to be focused on hunger, the, the more of an emphasis on the militarism and hunger and how, how, how it um, affects that. And then the second day will be more of a focus on militarism. Great, great. And you reminded us of the dates of April the 25th through the 27th. What are the time frames? Um, it's it's virtual. So so if you can't make the exact times, everything will be recorded and you will be able um you will be able to go back and look at the workshops. So you won't be lim- as it was like when you come in person, you're limited to the four workshop slots, but Good news is, is virtually you can go back and look at any of the workshops. You won't be um, live on all of them, but um, so orientation for first time attendees is that starts the 25th at 930. And we'll also have an exhibit hall um, where all of our different organizations and 
as well as, addi- as additional organizations that are have to do with the theme can have workshops. I mean, not workshops, um, booths, virtual booths. So you'll be able to look at that virtual expo starting at 9.30 on, on the 25th. Um, welcoming and opening worship is at 10. We'll have some different skills workshops for people. Um, and these skills workshops are, you know, they're not issue-based, but they're related to how we do advocacy. Um, some of the titles, stri- strategies for successful human rights advocacy, a guided process of discovery, the need for inner development, um, and equipping and mobilizing your congregation for justice. And I know a lot of a lot of times um, um, participants in EAD have really valued um, the aspect of EAD that helps people learn how to be an effective advocate. So every year EAD is on a different theme, but every year we're training people how to be act- advocates. And we have multiple stories of people attending um, EAD for the first time and going back to their congregation and forming a justice committee and really get getting um, getting activated and learning the skills to to do that work in their congregations. Is there a cost? Um, it's fifty dollars, and there are scholarships available. Excellent, excellent. And Lucy, you are wearing several hats with us today. You are a Presbyterian. You are also a young adult volunteer. You're working with the Washington Office of Public Witness. So, how what would you say to a young adult? Why should they attend EAD? It gives you an opportunity to actually go in and do a congressional visit. So if that's something you've never done before, like you will be there with other people in your state and some and a set of issues that they give you that you can use to go in and do the visit. So if that's something you've wanted to do but are a bit nervous about or don't know how to get tapped in, EAD is a great way to tap into contacting your representatives and also learn how to do it so you can do it again in the future. And and one of the things that you have really been focusing in on um, as a young adult volunteer is the relationship between faith and advocacy. So when you hear the theme, sorts into plowshares, um, what does that mean? So in, um, in our faith tradition, we have this idea of people, you know, taking their swords and their weapons and changing them into things that are more wholesome instead of violent. And I think that's a big tie in today. You know, we see militarism both in the United States with the amount of gun violence we have and around the world. And we spend a lot of money on guns and war making and militarism. And I think this year's theme is a great opportunity for for us as a faith community to articulate it a better way. It's not just about saying that we think gun violence is wrong or you think that we should be more or less militaristic or that we want to help uh, be more generous and sharing food and resources with others. It's about us saying we spend a lot of resources on militarism. We spend a lot of our energy as a society and as a government on violence. And this is a way we can call on a bet we can call on um our government to embrace a better way that's more focused on meeting people's needs and and Catherine, as a staffer for opw i know that militarism is one of our major topics for this year say a little bit more about our focus on militarism um yeah so the uh pcsa has started a militarism working group and um 
um, the working group has had several several webinars last year and this year. We have an upcoming webinar on May 17th on, um, the title is Shining the Light in the Shadows. And it's looking at how militarism sort of pervades our society. And even it's sort of like the water that we swim in and how do we see the water? Um, so we're we're and we're hoping to get some pretty exciting speakers. Um, we haven't confirmed them yet, but we're 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 reaching out to them. And um, yeah, militarism. You know, we we've been talking about Matthew twenty five and um, ending systemic poverty, um, and the focus of militarism is a is one of those issues, not the top tier issue that Matthew twenty five is focused on, but it is a, an issue that's related. Um, in terms of you know the what Lucy was saying, the amount of of resources that go into this militarism rather than rather than towards resources that would enhance the flourishing of life rather than destruction and death. Excellent, excellent. So you've been listening to Catherine Gordon, who's our international representative for the Office of Public Witness, and Lucy McDormand, who is our YAB. And Catherine, just a final word. You know, one of the things that we focus on in um, both the U.N. office and the Washington office is the connection between advocacy and faith. And sometimes people will hear this conversation, say, well, you're just bringing political activism in the life of the church. But what's the relationship between faith and justice? Yeah, I mean, there's we could I think people sometimes can look at it as a um, as charity, that their their work is charity to um, to really you know, write a check or, um, to the giving is, is their duty. But I, there's, there's a story about the, um, um, people standing by the river and you see the bodies floating down the river and they, they start to, 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 um, get the bodies out of the river and help the people, but the bodies keep coming and the problem is up river. So if we if we focus just on charity without addressing the systems of what's causing causing people um, harm, then we're not really um, addressing the, the issues. We're not um, acting for justice. So justice is you know addressing these systemic issues up upriver, and um, it doesn't necessarily need to be. It's not it's not political. It's a matter of faith. And it needs to be addressed that way. And, and people shouldn't be afraid of, of talking about justice issues. Exactly. And I don't think I introduced myself. I'm Jimmy Hawkins, director of the Office of Public Witness. And the Office of Public Witness, we are witnesses to Christ in the public arena. And so we say that you can't separate justice from our faith, that you, if you're concerned about um, sharing the good news of the gospel, the point is to make this world into a reflection of the beloved kingdom of God, to bring about the kingdom of God here on earth. And as um, people of faith, this is a part of our calling. Just as you said, we're called to do charity, to help people, to feed people, but also to understand that there are problems that the system need that we need to address in the system, a living wage, health care, all of the things that people need for a full life. And so my last question will be, um, Lucy, you first, and then to Catherine. Um, and you both have made mention of this, but what are your what do you hope people will take away from EAD? What will they leave here with? Lucy? I think I think there are different things that you can get out of EAD depending on where you are on your faith and your advocacy journey. I think something that anyone can take away is, uh, you know, things you learn there, whether it's in 
the skills workshops or in the issue-based workshops or in the plenary, you might learn something that reshapes your worldview and changes how you think about your faith. And then there's also just the, you know, ability to to be able to not simply to feel good about having done something, but to feel like you are working with other Christians to advance justice in the world. You know, often today, there's a lot of despair. And I think even when we are frustrated by a lot of the things that are going on in the world, we can be encouraged by the fact that there are things we can do. And even if they feel small, they're still necessary and important. Yeah, I would say I hope people get a sense of community. I know one of the one of the things I always hear from participants is especially people who aren't there, you know, we have our big justice churches that are already active and like are out there doing things, but sometimes there's, you know, a Presbyterian someplace that isn't in a, a church that's doing justice work and they come to EAD and they feel that sense of community and network with other people who are working on their issues. And then I also hope that um, people will like, like Lucy said about making their visits to Congress. I think that's one of, it's such an important um, aspect of our work to, to as Christians to you know, raise our voice in the halls of power. And a lot of times we don't, we don't think our voice matters or it seems intimidating, but it's really so important to realize that they work for us and to start establishing that relationship with your members of Congress. So I think that that's a, a, a really good um, learning experience and, a, and reason to come to EAD. Excellent. And it's really powerful to see people not only from the Christian faith, but from almost every faith coming together for the same purpose in order to make this world a better place. So we're reporting from Washington, D.C., the Washington Office of Public Witness, as we talk about Ecumenical Advocacy Days, April the 25th through the 27th. And this is an event that we hold each year, and we're looking forward to seeing you there. Thank you. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the Advocacy Watch. We want to thank Sue and Jimmy for joining us on the podcast each month as they highlight the advocacy work that the church is doing and to offer us some ways to get involved. So check out Advocacy Watch each month. Look forward to it and join, subscribe, leave us a review. And of course, if you have a question for any of us, send them to faithpodcasts at peaceusa.org. We will talk to you again soon.